Greetings, super friends. Welcome to another edition of Technically a Conversation. Here, we're sharing an interesting topic with each other and hope you find it interesting too. I'm one of your hosts, Cicela. Joining me as always, my favorite co-host is Jose. How are you, Jose? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. How many other co-hosts do you have? I know. I thought I would throw that in just to see who's actually listening. (laughs) Well, technically, if you were just listening. (laughs) Only me listening now. Right now. (laughs) So just as before, we are going to preface with a reminder about the ongoing contest. If you send us a screenshot with a favorable review to one of our socials, you'll be entered to win a very cool t-shirt of your own that has our very cool logo. It'll be the super sexiest t-shirt ever that you will own. (laughs) So please head to our technicallyaconversation.com website for all the details. That's right. Speaking of reviews, we are at a thousand listens of our podcast and we got a wonderful five-star review. Yay! Yay on both occasions. I feel like I should redo that whistle because it sounded very low energy. <laughs> there you go. Here, I'm going to bust out my fun microphone. Yeah. Hopefully that wasn't too loud. All right. I want to go ahead and read this wonderful five-star review. It comes from a longtime super friend, Erica. Yay! And I quote, I love this podcast. I have never heard of number stations before, but I certainly learned a lot. Listen to this now. Thank you so much, Erica. And look, we're all listening now. Look at such power you have. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Erica, for that review. I'm glad that you enjoy the show and that you enjoyed that episode. And um, I don't know if you had noticed, Isal, I put up a little quiz on our Instagram. Yes. And I had asked what kind of episodes people enjoyed. Mm Mm-hmm. I put down creepy topics, sciencey topics, random topics, and all three. And the one that got by far the most votes was all three. So I guess we're doing something right. I feel like we're right on the money then, right? <laughs> yeah, we are. The one with the second most votes was creepy topics. So I think that I enjoy doing those. So there won't be any shortage of those. As do I. I don't know if that's also like a sign of like, our twisted minds, maybe just like twisted in secret, because like, you know, we're normal. Or so I tell myself. <laughs> but deep down inside, we're dark and disturbed individuals, I feel. Yes, our people. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> so you had some shout outs too, right? I've got a bunch of shout outs here. Let's hear it. So I want to start off by shouting out Gloria, Elena, Berenice, and Erica for sharing our social media posts on their social media. And Elba also. And Elba. So we appreciate you spreading the word. Thank you, guys. And we also got a shout out from Original Cup Noodles, also known as Nissan, the makers of the pumpkin spice latte cup of noodles. We appreciate the shout out. Now we're (laughs) shouting you out on our show. And I also wanted to welcome new super friend Ronnie. She sent me a message on the Facebooks stating that she heard the Lucifer podcast and loved it. And couldn't wait to listen to our other shows. That's awesome. Welcome, Ronnie. Yeah, we also got a lot of feedback on a lot of our YouTube videos. I think I was telling you there were a couple of people accusing us of being cute. Yeah, that's really rare. (laughs) (laughs) So we appreciate those. Yeah, we'll take it when we get it. Yep. We had another individual by the name of Dreamy Elf 
who discovered our videos on YouTube yesterday and stated that we were crazy and uh, this person was binge watching all of them. <laughs> so hopefully this individual finds their way over to our podcast and is listening. Yes. And speaking of Elba, she also recommended a post with Aldi's Scary Pumpkin Spice Cheese. Oh, what does that even... It's a cheese? It's a cheese, yeah. What does that even mean? Scary? <laughs> oh my goodness, this sounds so strange and intriguing. Oh no, this sounds yeah. like a challenge. Is this our new challenge? <laughs> if we can find it, there's not an Aldi's near us, so that might prove to be a little challenging. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, when she was messaging us yesterday through, um, through Instagram, I was like, oh, that sounds like something fun to try. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, she said, um, I can tell this not Isela because Isela would be crying. I w- <laughs> <laughs> this, this, she knows me so well. Thank you, Elba, for sticking up for me. <laughs> I also got a lot of feedback from our, our Cup of Noodles challenge uh, video. And one of the friends of mine was like, I don't know how you did that. <laughs> she was very like in disbelief. And I said, I know. Like, I, I truly know. That was exactly how I had a lot of that slight fear that it was going to taste like, well, just bad. But it, you know, it turned out somewhat favorable for us. Yeah. I was very anxious to try it, but I guess that anxiety kind of dipped down a little bit once I smelled it because it, it did smell fantastic. It did. It was, it was like pumpkin pie, which I know a lot of people like, but then a weird hint of salty of like regular noodles. It was really strange. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. It's so indescribable. This is why I keep telling everybody, like, you got to at least... Spend 88 cents, people. And then, come on, you do it for the story. Exactly. So, I guess since we're kind of being known for the people that try weird shit, <laughs> yeah. I discovered the following things were a thing. So, apparently, Arby's, I know they're your favorite fast food place. You love the meats. Well. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so wrong. Okay. <laughs> well, do you know that they have a curly fry vodka? Where do they, they don't, they can't even sell alcohol. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> I don't know. I just heard about this today on a, on another podcast and they were talking about Arby's curly fry vodka. It's kind of expensive. I think it's like 60 bucks, mm-hmm. but that might be something weird that we could try. <laughs> something that is more down your line. This will be combining your two favorite things, beer and Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts has their own beers now. Shut your lips. Really? Okay. Yeah. Tell me more. <laughs> That's all I know. Because I, again, I just heard about it today on a podcast. They were talking about both things. Oh, man. This is like the cliffhangers of cliffhangers. What? For sure. We've got to try the Dunkin' Donuts beer. And I have a morbid curiosity to see how that Arby's curly fry vodka tastes too. Okay. Hear me out. I think that we should definitely try it. And then here's the cool thing is as we taste it, if we throw up later, we won't know if it's because it tastes like shit or because we had too many vodka shots. There you go. <laughs> we can take turns holding each other's hair as we puke. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious. <laughs> but um, on the podcast that I heard them talking about both of these drinks, it was on the Daily Zeitgeist. They're a really funny podcast. I love them. I steal a lot of their jokes. <laughs> Oh, anyway, disclaimer. They were saying that Arby's curly fry vodka actually might sound pretty good in a Bloody Mary. So maybe we should try that. We should. I'm not a big fan of Bloody Marys, to be perfectly honest, but am I willing to try it? For sure. I'm totally down. 
$60, though, we might have to find a couple of other recipes to see what else we can make. But yeah, I'm totally down. Yeah. I love curly fries. I also really like vodka. Two things coming together <laughs> that I really like. And you love pumpkin pie. What else can be better? Negative. <laughs> there goes that selective listening again. <laughs> Any highlights from the week? Mm, just that. Oh, and our supervisor came by to visit. I'll be posting that today. So by the time you hear it, it will be a month in advance. So just go on the socials and go back a month and you'll get to see our supervisor. Yeah, that adorable bastard came in with like a little <laughs> surprise. <laughs> just kidding. So, so this week, my daughter and I went to the mall. I don't know if you remember those edifices. The mall? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we went to the mall <laughs> and I bought her some of the coolest vans. Jose, these things glow in the dark. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. She and I wondered like, what the heck? How does this even work? Because first of all, if I got, if I could somehow describe it to you, I'm going to take a picture and then send it to you. But they are, they glow so bright. They almost like a glow in the light, not glow in the dark type of thing. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty cool. So this actually got me thinking like, how do these things work? And also, do you have any glow in the dark items? I have some glow in the dark Funko Pops. What? Which ones? I have a gremlin one, the spike. That one glows in the dark. Is it just his hair? No, it's his whole body because it's, it's all like that fluorescent green color or whatever. And then uh, my brother gave me a Shazam and the logo in the center, it glows. This is so cool. <laughs> this is exactly what we're going to be learning about today. How these glow in the dark things work. Very interesting. Yeah, I'm excited. I know. I, this is like my crazy brain. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> they work with this substance. It's called phosphor. And it radiates visible light after it's being stimulated. Interestingly, the most common places you can find phosphors is a TV screen or monitor and fluorescent lights. Allow me to go into depth on the TV screen. An ultraviolet light beam stimulates the thousands of tiny phosphors that are picture elements in a TV or monitor, and it radiates three different colors, only red, green, and blue. And then this is how it makes a picture. The fluorescent light, so the way that works is there's just basically a combination of phosphors. All together, they create what ultimately we see as white light to us. Pretty interesting already. For me, I was like, I don't even know what these phosphor things are, but that's pretty badass. <laughs> phosphors, they have only three characteristics. The type of energy they require to be energized. The second is the color of visible light they produce. And the third characteristic is the length of time they glow after being energized. So that length of time, they call this in the biz, persistence of the phosphor. That's how I prefer to call it too. Because we're in the biz now. Yep. You're in the biz now. <laughs> <laughs> thus, thus far, we've established what a phosphor is, its characteristics where they're primarily found, let's bite into the meat of it, how it actually works. To create something that glows in the dark, you'll want a phosphor that is energized by normal light that has a long persistence, now that we know what that is, right? <laughs> Two particular phosphors to have these properties are zinc sulfide and strontium aluminate. The latter is newer, and the article I first read about, um, we'll have a link in the show notes, went on to explain that this is probably what you see in those super glow-in-the-dark toys or items, really. The persistence is definitely longer than zinc sulfide. 
the phosphor is mixed into whatever plastic mold to make the toy or whatever item that you're making that is glow in the dark. Like me. You should be glow in the dark. You're very <laughs> sneaky sometimes. <laughs> Just kidding. There are times you'll see glow-in-the-dark items, usually in the hands of expensive watches, those little, like, the actual hands-of-the-time watch. In those cases, the phosphor is actually mixed with a radioactive element. That's right, ladies and gents. Your watch that has glow-in-the-dark hands, they have a radioactive element. Doesn't it sound like it's something like a superhero gave you, like, the Atomic Man made for you or something? <laughs> there were a lot of people that died from that. I wonder if that was because they put too much into it. I think before, I want to say it was radion that they would use when they would paint the numbers on the watches to get the tip to be very fine. The ladies, at the time it was just ladies that they used to paint them. They would lick the brushes to get the point really fine. So a lot of them ended up getting cancer and dying of radiation poisoning. Oh no, that sounds awful. <laughs> that sounds awful. But I mean, why? That's also like, there's some common sense to that. I want, I don't want to call them dumb. But well, this is back in the day before anybody knew any better. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> so the, um, the way the radioactive emissions work is these emissions are actually energizing the phosphor continuously. And that's why you get a steady glow from your watch. Most glowing watches use a radioactive isotope of hydrogen called tritium. This has a half-life of 12 years. So. Let's see how long these things really, truly last. I'm kind of curious now. Anybody who has a watch that glows in the dark, I really want to know how long this is going to last. <laughs> <laughs> the cool thing is that phosphors are not only a thing that glows in the dark, but in fact, chemists have created thousands of chemicals that behave like a phosphor as well. Back in 2006, Taiwan bred an animal that glows. Was it a fish? We're going to cut to commercial so we can <laughs> so we can keep the suspense. <laughs> but we're, we totally got to guess what kind of things they are when we come back. Sounds good. I like the suspense. <laughs> okay, good. No matter what city you go to, it's comforting to know that Big Belly Burger is always going to taste like Big Belly Burger. That's because we've never strayed away from founder Angus T. Bell's vision of delivering the best burger at the best price. Whether you're in the mood for our classic Big Belly Burger meal with your choice of the Belly Buster, Belly Bloater, or Belly Flop with fries and orange soda, the Cheese Meister Deluxe with our signature Chocorific or Strawberry Banana Shake, the Chili Cheese Fries with Jalapenos, or the Jolly Meal for the Little Ones, you can be assured that the same care is put into your order as we did in 1988 when Angus flipped his first burger. New for this year, keep an eye out for Big Belly Burger Food Truck outside your favorite venues in Star City, Central City, Hub City, and Detroit. Big Belly Burger is a subsidiary of LexCorp, founded in Coast City, California, 1988. We're back. All right. I want to hear your guesses. I know earlier you said fish. I want to say there's some fish that kind of sort of glow in the dark, aren't there? I said fish because I remember Sheldon made a fish that glowed in the dark on Big Bang Theory. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Here's the question of questions. If you could make one animal 
glow in the dark, what would you make? A hippopotamus. <gasps> That's a lot of glow in the dark, though. It'd be a little bright. Imagine how magnificent it would look. <laughs> It would look majestic. It would be. Oh my God, that's so funny. I was about to use that word. That's so funny. If I could personally breed an animal that was glow in the dark, I would want a chinchilla to glow in the dark. You already know me. There's always a background as usual. And there is. So my first boyfriend bought me a chinchilla. It was a really fun pet because it's really nocturnal. So I saw myself in the chinchilla. We were both nocturnal. <laughs> When I wanted to finally fall asleep, it would stay up partying, like in its little cage. And I could hear all kinds of ruckus, you know, like chinchilla pandemonium going on. I mean, this thing would get really turned in there. Like, it was like, and I always wanted to know what the heck was really going on. So if it could glow in the dark, then I would see what kind of craziness was going inside. It's funny that you said that. I had a girlfriend when I was in high school who had a chinchilla. And it would also make a big ruckus in its little cage. So, well, I don't know if I should be saying this on the podcast, but I'm sure I've said worse. Okay. When it would make the big ruckus, we would always say that it was masturbating. It's like, oh, there's your oh chinchilla masturbating again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you ruined the ideas of chinchillas for me. <laughs> Sorry. I have a tendency to ruin a lot of things for a lot of people. It's okay. I, I guess I should get used to it, right? <laughs> <laughs> You've known me for how long now? Like 10 years? I know, I know, I know. I'm surprised I didn't ruin that gothic nightclub for you. Oh, jeez Louise. I swear, people are going to be like, what <laughs> is this gothic nightclub? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, are you ready to end the suspense? Yes. Taiwan bred three green glowing pigs. What? <laughs> Isn't that strange though? Like, what the heck? Why pigs? Well, they're super cute when they're little. So true. And who doesn't want a green glowing piglet? It just sounds cute. It just rolls off the tongue. Not the best, but so cute. <laughs> it sounds super cute. <laughs> yes. From an article in the BBC, it stated that scientists bred three pigs. They did this by adding genetic material from jellyfish into a pig embryo. That's how Sheldon made his glow-in-the-dark fish. No, seriously? Yeah. <gasps> That's really cool. <laughs> That's really cool. A little background on the jellyfish. They glow because of a natural bioluminescent protein. And this glow takes place when a substance called luciferin <laughs> reacts with oxygen. The reaction releases an energy and the light is radiated. You'll also be able to find this bioluminescence on the shores of, um, there's some shores in Mexico too that have some of this bioluminescence, which I thought was really cool. I'd like to see that one day. You know why they call it Luciferian? No, do tell. Because Lucifer is the angel of light. Angel of light. I was like, is anything that cool is the devil? Just, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's got to be evil. Oh, <laughs> that is very interesting. First fun fact for today. Actually, it's like the sixth. It's probably the sixth, yeah. <laughs> Who's counting? <laughs> the super wacky thing about this article was Taiwan wasn't even trying to claim that it was the world's first to create a pig that was glowing. Isn't that wild? Other people had done it. The only difference here was that these happened to glow better. 
Was there ever a wolf that tried to blow their house down? Yes. I think you know where this is going. <laughs> Just kidding. No, there was no wolf. I'm glad you, you mentioned that because this is a perfect segue. To create them, DNA from the jellyfish was added to 265 pig embryos. Four of the female pigs were impregnated that actually took, right? And thus producing three male piglets. So from 265 pig embryos to only producing three male piglets. And the ones that didn't survive, they fed them to the wolf. They fed them to the, yeah, to the glowing wolf. (laughs) It's getting crazy. This story's getting crazy. (laughs) It's because they like bacon. (laughs) Who doesn't? Since we're in a voice-only format, I'll describe these pigs. Normally, pigs are cute. Undeniably, right? Right. The thing I realized was one of the reasons that I think they're particularly cute is because they're pink. And these three were not pink. So... It did kind of take away from the cuteness. They look like, uh, they have a little bit of a yellowish, greenish tinge color to them. Kind of like me. No, (laughs) no. (laughs) It's the color that your friend turns when you're like deep sea fishing, you know, and they're about to like hurl. They get seasick. Oh, yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. All of this seems a little weird and arbitrary to make glowing pigs, right? I think everybody can agree. Scientists did this to study human disease. Because the pig's DNA contains a protein that shows up as green, it makes it easy to spot. Therefore, if they inject stem cells into another animal, right away they can track how they develop without performing any biopsies or invasive tests. Pretty cool. Yeah. And you get to eat the pig when you're done. Oi. Oh, sorry. That makes me sad. (laughs) Imagine glow-in-the-dark bacon. How awesome. Is it? Who's eating in the dark? I hate that. I hate that. I would if I had glow-in-the-dark bacon. I don't know. It's like when you eat at the Alamo Draft House. First of all, love Alamo Draft House. Do I like eating there? Not always. Let me tell you another story about this. I know we're (laughs) going to tangent this one out, but this is actually somewhat funny. I want to say two years into me being vegetarian, I ordered these, what sounded like like a loaded tater tots. And, you know, you can barely read it, right? Because it's got like this really faint light and whatever. I'm old. I can't really read very well. So whatever. <laughs> okay, grandma. Yeah. <laughs> so I order these loaded data dots and I can't see what I'm digging into and whatever. I don't know. I, I must have seen a movie just about space because it was like super dark all the time. And as I'm eating it, there's like, I'm just like, wow, this is really tasty. As there's other parts going down, I thought, oh, I don't. I don't think I recognized what that was because I know there was cheese, there was like chives, stuff like that. Then it got to a part that was like, I didn't know what it was. It was meat. Oh my God. It Mm. hurt so bad. How delicious. It was really painful. Like, damn you, Alamo. (laughs) See, and if your meat would have glowed in the dark, you would have known what you were eating. This is the only bright side. Thank you for that. You're right. (laughs) Maybe I'm for it now. (laughs) And it would be radioactive. Well, actually, hold on. That's not... That's not a bright sight. That's a definitely not a bright sight. <laughs> All right, getting back to it. How do glow-in-the-dark sticks work? A little bit different. This is chemiluminescence because it's a chemical. It's a chemical reaction that radiates energy but in the form of light. There's a small, tiny vial inside those glow-in-the-dark sticks. So when you bend it, that's actually what you're breaking. And it mixes hydrogen peroxide and tert-butyl alcohol. When mixed, the chemical reaction begins to quickly glow. Going to wrap this up with a little tip. 
the temperature also affects the intensity of the glow. I didn't know this. The warmer it is, it will actually glow brighter, but for a shorter amount of time. So the colder it is, it'll glow less bright, but indeed for a longer period of time. So that explains why they only last two minutes here in El Paso. I know, it's so damn warm over here. Well, during during October, if it's like Halloween that's a cold Halloween, which is very rare, they actually, they'll last a couple hours, a decent amount. That is true. It was hyperbole on my part. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but you're right. It does feel like it's too short of a time. I agree. So my daughter has this really cool, well, she used to anyway. It was basically almost like an easel, but you would use a pen that had light at the tip. It was really strange. Almost like a concentrated flashlight. And then you would write on this easel thing and it would just light up the whole thing and whatever it is that you drew on it, it was just like bright. It was the coolest thing. I loved it so much that I bought myself one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm one of those parents that like plays way too much with their kids. <laughs> <laughs> and nothing wrong with that. Right. Thank you for joining us on another conversation. You've done it again. You've learned something brand new this week. You now know how glow-in-the-dark stuff works. Although I feel like the big takeaway is probably going to be that Taiwan bred glowing pigs. <laughs> because that's right. Yes. <laughs> if you like our show, please do tell a friend. Leave a favorable review, hopefully. <laughs> and subscribe. Follow us on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, all the socials really at greetingstac or email us at greetingstac at gmail.com. You can also leave us a voicemail at 915-317-6669 if you have a story to share with us. Look, Mom, my bacon glows in the dark. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> <laughs> That's nasty.